Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, does the activity have to do with a train crash that happened decades ago? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. If you want to call in, it's 855-853-4802. Or if you like to write in, you can do that at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber. You get ad-free versions of the show. You get advanced episodes and access to the massive archive. You can sign up today through Apple Podcasts where you can try it three days free. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or at ghostpodcast.com. Kathy Gordon, how's it going today? Hey, it's going really good. How's it going with you? Um, it's pretty good actually today. Um good. it's so, so very cold here. Oh my gosh, it is. You it know, is nasty cold, you guys. And this runs like it's like three weeks later than I think or so, two weeks later. But so we're recording this after the Chiefs played last night, that coldest game like ever played there or something. Mm-hmm. That's how cold it is I think is it here. was like the fourth coldest yeah, game in history. I don't, yeah. So that's um, how, that's the weather that we're dealing with right now. Like it's really cold. Well, it was so cold that Patrick Mahomes' helmet busted, <laughs> busted open. Up. And I honestly, God, I think it's just because it was frozen. I and, you know, when the you same hit thing. plastic. Yeah. It just breaks. I've never seen anybody's helmet just bust open. But like it that. had to been to do with the cold. I think it, so too. It like I think last night here as well. It was with the wind chill like twenty five below. So I don't know how people who live in really you know Arctic type of conditions can deal with that every day because I can't. Well, you know, I drove through Arby's to get mom a fish sandwich oh, when I was in I was Wichita. like, what the hell are you doing going through Arby's? I know, I know. <laughs> they got right? the meats. <laughs> and got and get mom the fish sandwich. And so this woman opens the door and I say to her, I am so sorry you're having to open that door all day. You must be freezing. And she looked at me and said, I'm from Alaska. This is nothing. <laughs> so well, for her, yes, put it in perspective. Anybody listening exactly. in Alaska, you have all my respect. 
They're like, hold my beer. Exactly. This is 25 below. That ain't nothing. That's when we sit outside. That's when they open the patios. Though I did read that it's 30 degrees in Anchorage. I'd go for that. I know. 30 would be so warm. Well, I moved up to Iowa. Uh, I lived there for several years. And the first January I was there, it never got over 10 the entire month of January. And then into February, it got into the 20s. And like we were outside without a coat. Mm. It felt so warm. Like we were like, this is awesome. And it was only in the 20s. (laughs) It is just so cold. I did manage to walk my dog today one time. I always do two. But today I'm like, one time, dude. That's it. It's just so cold. Well, we have got a ghost story, and it says, I've always been super sensitive to spirits. All the women in my family are. I'm a new listener. So when this encounter happened today, my first thought after calming down was to email you guys. I love that, that. I do too. She thought of us first. That's awesome. I've been in a new job for about a month now. It's in a very old building that was a pharmacy beforehand, but has sat vacant for 10 years before the new business moved in. In the back room, there are dusty filing cabinets full of patient info dating back to the 50s. It's so interesting. HIPAA laws, oh, they wouldn't go for that now. Until today, I seriously thought a squatter lived in the back room. I'm usually the only person in the building, the first one in and the last one out. I'd come into work alone and the door to said room would be open and the lights would be on. When I know fully well that I shut the door and turned off the lights before locking up the night before. I also never truly felt alone in the back room and tried to make my time spent there limited. A historic society, oh, a historic society in the town dropped in today and we got to talking. Those people know everything. They do. Turns out in 1900, a mile away from where I work, there was a train crash. It's called the Camp Creek Crash. The train's engineer had stated beforehand, due to the heavy rain, quote, We will be eating breakfast in Atlanta or in hell. That's just not the kind of thing you want the train conductor to say. That's horrible. Especially because you're going in heavy rain. Oh. The rain, which had been pouring down for two weeks, had made the river rise and wash away at the bridge supports as a that's train what, yeah that's exactly what i thought when you were talking about yep. rain as the train crossed over the bridge it collapsed the train caught fire as it plummeted into the river 39 of the 49 passengers died they dragged the bodies into the town square where i work for their families to try to identify them and collect them Most of the bodies were charred beyond recognition and 12 were left unclaimed and unidentified. As they were telling me this story, chills shot up and down my body and I felt something squeeze my hand. Once they left, a wave of sadness crashed over me. I felt so alone and forgotten. Tears pricked in my eyes. No one else was inside except for me, so I called out to it. I told them that they were okay, that there are people who remember and know what happened to them even if we don't remember their names. My knuckles felt squeezed together once again. I felt cold the rest of the day. I don't know if I'll feel them again, but I didn't feel scared, although the thought of a squatter didn't exactly scare me either, so maybe I'm just crazy. You know, 
that just I that kind of gives me all the goosebumps actually mm-hmm. because that story is so tragic and the fact that 12 people were left unclaimed and unidentified so it's like no one does anybody remember them you know it's like but then back in 1900 if they'd been traveling a long ways their families might not have known for a very long time true I don't know. But isn't that interesting? So as they were telling me this story, that's when she felt something squeeze her hand. Oh. Uh-huh. Twice. Yeah. Something squeezed her hand. But, you know, maybe, oh. you know, and, you know, because obviously lights are turning on, doors are opening, things are happening. And she's like, I know I locked that door. I know those lights were off and then nobody's been in there. So there's some kind of paranormal activity happening. Maybe it's just them wanting to be acknowledged. And I think that's just so sweet the way she said, you know, I called out to them. I told them they were okay. And people who remember know what happened to them. I think that was, Mm -hmm. I think that was the right thing to do. I do too. I do too. I think sometimes they just want want acknowledgement. And, you know, I think um, they'd never had it. Mm hmm. And I wonder, mm-hmm. too, you know, sometimes in situations like that, she might not have even known what was going to come out of her mouth. And that's exactly what needed to be said. Yeah. Interesting. You don't you, you don't think there would have been some sort of relation, do you? I don't know. Maybe. To her? Or maybe they could just get to her. Because this could be a great-grandparent or something or a aunt or, you know what I mean? You'd think though, that that would have been passed down to her about the train crash and we lost our grandmother or grandfather in a train crash. Yeah. But you don't know because not everybody even knows her family history. Yeah. It just seemed like it was, she just may be sensitive that, you know, she can, you know, they were able to, you know, reach her. But at the very beginning of that story, let me see, it does say all the women in my family are super sensitive to spirits. Mm-hmm. So it might just be they were able to get through to her. Yeah. And fortunately, the way the historic the historical society people came in. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, the story's horrific, but, you know, it happened and it, it might explain some things. It sure might. Okay. So here's another story. It says, my true story happened in the fall of 2001 when I was living in a beautiful old Victorian home with my four-year-old daughter. The house is located on Church Street in Buckingham, Quebec, Canada, where it still stands to this day. One day I was alone in the house as my daughter was spending the day with her grandmother. Suddenly I heard the back door opening, surprised and slightly irritated because the person didn't knock before entering my house. I shouted, just a minute, I'll be right there. I peeked into the kitchen from where I was standing in the washroom. What I saw next will forever remain etched in my memory. Standing at the back door, I saw a figure of a white man who is barefoot and wearing a red bathing suit. This is this part's a little creepy. He was only visible from the waist down, and he was soaking wet. As he walked across the room, I could hear his wet feet squeaking on the kitchen floor and water dripping off him. Suddenly, I stared slack-jawed as my mind tried to grasp what I was seeing. He walked to the opposite end of the kitchen, stopped for a moment in front of my cupboards, then turned to face me. 
I could see the bottom half of him clearly, but I could also see the cupboards through him. Shocked, I said out loud, Oh my God, you're a ghost. He turned away from me and continued to walk down the hallway that led to my living room. Squeak, squeak, squeak. I just stood there in disbelief and watched him walk halfway down the corridor before he disappeared into thin air without leaving a trace. Or did he? Completely freaked out, I ran through every room in the house looking for the half figure I had just seen, but he was nowhere to be found. Questioning my own sanity at this point, I searched for water on my kitchen floor. Surely it must be wet before I checked the lock on the back door. The kitchen floor was bone dry and the door was securely locked with a deadbolt. I packed up all our worldly belongings and moved out of the house a few days later. It would be interesting to see if the current tenants have experienced anything paranormal in the beautiful old Victorian home. Thanks for reading my true story. Mm. That's creepy. Like, he's in a bathing suit and you see his bottom half. That's just you know, creepy, isn't so it? It's so funny that this comes up. I'm reading a book right now, and it's a, a ghost stories. And it is called... Night Side of the River by Jeanette Winterson. And I, I'm not done with it yet, but I, I think I would already highly recommend it to anyone who likes to read some good ghost stories. But she has a preface to this book where she talks about kind of ghosts through the ages and how we perceive them. And, you know, she talks about Victorian era ghosts and she talks about, you know, all the way back into Mesopotamia ghosts with, you know, things. But one of the things that she brought up and as she's going along, questions about ghosts, like this and that. One of the things she said was, why do ghosts wear clothes? They mm -hmm. don't have to wear clothes. Like, right. what's the point of a clothes on a ghost? And when you read this one, I'm thinking to myself, there's a good reason to have clothes on a ghost. Because if he's only from the waist down, that <laughs> right. would be kind You're of a super disturbing junk. thing. Right? But... One of the things that she said, and I, I think I agree with it, is clothes are very identifying. And so swimming trunks dripping is very identifying to this person. Um, now, of course, immediately, everyone, as we're listening to this story, assumes somebody drowned. Right. Right? Because he would have been swimming. He's in his trunks. Right. And so you could have thought... He was, you know, if he was, if he didn't have the swim trunks, that maybe he was getting out of a shower or something, right? But now at swim trunks, we go to drowning. So she says, you know, there are reasons that ghosts wear clothes, and they're they're clues to what we need to know about them. And I thought that was fascinating. And so I think we have clues in this. I think there are definite clues. Is it a ghost that's part of this house? Or is this one of those weird things that they kind of come in and out? The of? residual haunting sort of thing. Like he's yeah. going, he just got out of the pool that used to be where your house is. When it's right. a Victorian house, so it makes you wonder, is he wearing like 1900 swimwear or is he in some kind of Speedo? Because yeah. that would be well, weird. The other thing about this story that amazed me was her bravery for running around trying to find him. I think I would have been running the other direction. Well, and she, you know, maybe she was so shocked that it's like, am I seeing this? And ran to look for the water on the ground because it sounds wet. Yeah. And there's but no I might water. have been running out of the house. Oh, you know me. I'd have been down two blocks away by the time the guy got to my cupboards you, in my kitchen. You would have been. 
<laughs> you would have been. I'd have been but you know, so she's like, I, I, you know, she's trying to find him, and you know, to verify what she's been, what she saw. Well, and I'd really because it's a little creepy. Like seeing a ghost anyway would a be little, creepy. A but little, <laughs> yeah, right. Little. Let me rephrase that. It's so creepy. <laughs> Because all you're seeing is this guy from the waist down in swimming attire. I know. That's more than I'd probably want to see of any ghost. Yeah. That is crazy. But it is very interesting. And um, it would be interesting to know whoever moved into the house later if they're, or is this one of those weird, like, time warp things where somebody walks through something, you know what I mean? That they just, it oddly, it's just an odd walkthrough of a house with somebody dripping wet. Well, and Tony and I have had several conversations over the years about death clothes. So the clothes you die in are the clothes that you're going to haunt eternity for if you so choose to, I guess, come back and haunt people. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to die in the shower because I don't want to go through life, na- the afterlife naked. I um, I don't think I'd be comfortable. But then Do you yeah. have to do that though? That's a because theory. It's a theory. It's a theory cuz you know, like maybe you could just be in your what you know what you liked to wear. Or this guy might be like, I look damn good in my bathing suit. <laughs> so I'm staying in that in my afterlife hauntings. I mean, how awful would that be to have to walk around sopping wet for eternity? Oh, my God. Could you imagine, oh. too? What if you saw a ghost of a man who's just totally naked? Like, right? Like the pervert ghost guy. Like, uh, no. But that's why it makes me think it doesn't necessarily have to be how you died. Because a lot of people could die without their clothes on. It's for happened, whatever yeah. reason. Right? And... Yeah, I rarely hear of anybody talking about naked guy ghosts. Well, and here's the other thing. Like, where's the disco era ghosts? Like, where are the ghosts that are dressed like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever with their shirts, like, halfway unbuttoned to their belly button? You know, they those have to be around. Or the 80s, like, and then I saw a lady awesome. walk through the house with mall bangs. <laughs> you don't ever hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would you find a lady with mall bangs to be terrifying? I don't know. Or would it be kind of funny? That's what I mean. I don't know that the Bee Gees would scare me. (laughs) Right. I just don't know that they would. Or I'd be more like, oh, my God, you're one of the Bee Gees. (laughs) You know, like that. You're that one Bee Gee. Oh, my God. Robin or whatever. I can never remember anybody's names. I think Barry's the one who's still alive. I I think Barry is still alive. I think you're right about that. So do you choose to haunt and walk through people's house in your bathing suit? I don't know. But that's what I mean. Maybe it's not attached to the house. Maybe it's some sort of like opening in the space-time continuum that they just kind of slid, happened to slide through your consciousness for a minute and out again. Well, and she didn't say anything about any other hauntings. She didn't mention previous hauntings, mm. but we and, don't know that. And to be honest, if there was another haunting in the house, it doesn't compare to this one. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, yeah, I heard, some, heard some that. footsteps Half a man. one night. <laughs> Half a man. <laughs> so maybe she only shares this one. I don't know. That was creepy, though. I don't want to see was. that. I don't want to see that ghost. 
So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. 855-853-4802. You can write it in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can become a premium subscriber. You get no commercials, advanced episodes, access to the archive. You can sign up today at Apple Podcasts. Try it three days free. You can also sign up at patreon.com slash realghoststories or go to ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.